y'all. Welcome to Lit Happens, a book lovers podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Megan. Join us as we dive into our current reads, favorite tropes, and everything in between. And friends, just a heads up, there will be spoilers and cursy words. Consider yourself warned. Well, hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Lit Happens, and we have a special guest today, Melissa Frick. I don't feel good about that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Melissa Frick, also known as M.A. Frick. Ma Frick. Um, excuse us, it's fine. Um, but she is an indie author that we have the pleasure of Arcane. being a member of her ARC team for the book forcing fate which is book one of the fate unraveled trilogy and she was kind enough to join us for this episode and talk a little bit about forcing fate the upcoming books in that series some new works in progress and some random facts thrown in yeah just life in general yeah so without further ado, let's welcome our guest. All right, guys, we are here with our guest, author Melissa Frick. How are you doing today? Great, great. We are so excited to talk with you about your book that we are absolutely in love with, yes, yes. Forcing Fate. Um, to start off, will you just tell us a little bit about the book and where it's available and all that good stuff? Sure. Um, Aviana is, or sorry. Oh my goodness. Forcing Fate is <laughs> about Aviana, who is a girl who thinks that she, her future is set in stone, um, that it falls through. Uh, determined to carve her own fate, she makes her choices that could either make her or break her. Um, cute Rafe Shadow Slayer, who is a big bad grumpy. Um, he sees something in Aviana and pushes her. And when she doesn't back down from him, something changes between them. Something forbidden that's that's about that's about as good as my synopsis gets all right that's my pitch i love it uh, and it is it is available in paperback and ebook on amazon it's also in kindle unlimited as well um i do offer signed paperbacks on my storefront and maybe a hardback is coming for christmas we're very excited about that yes <laughs> yes i'm because you mentioned like if if the hardback comes for christmas it'll have a map and a and a um yeah. what are things called dust track map? no uh, um yes oh. no <laughs> the pronunciation guide oh yeah. like a glossary like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i love yeah, a it map, so i i'm I will at least have that stuff in there along with bonus scenes and um, different POVs and things like that. That's the least I can do. Um, depending on when I get my proofs in and what the cover looks like and how much adjustment I need to make, that depends, that 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 dictates whether or not I can place an order for the hardbacks and then I'll make the dust jacket myself, I'll spray the edges and I'll sell those on my storefront. No. Have you been practicing those sprayed edges on, on sacrificial uh, books? Right? Like the the sacrificial books. Mm -hmm. um, those ones I have, I have tried like the, the solid sprayed edge and my husband, um, he's 
more into like woodworking and carpentry and stuff like that. He's determined that I need an air sprayer um, versus spray paint. Yes. And he, so he's determined to get me one of those because the the spray, the spray cans, they splatter a bit more, mm-hmm. which I don't think will be that big of a deal, but this is all trial, trial and error, but yeah. I know a lot of people use those little air spray pins. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Airbrush pen. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what my husband wants to get me. But honestly, I'm, I'm like, how many sprayed edges am I going to do? Like, is this worth the investment to do this? But he's like, you do it right or you don't do it at all. So <laughs> yeah, that, that would be my husband telling me the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Not> my husband. <laughs> He'd be like, Megan, how can we rig this? <laughs> Okay, so tell us about how you got the idea for for for, for oh my goodness, I can't talk for forcing fate. <laughs> so, so the idea for forcing fate, um, it it really came from what I wanted to read. I am a mood reader, and so I get into these like phases where I want to read a specific thing, and I can open up like ten books and read the first three chapters out of like those ten books. And I'll put every one of them down because it doesn't have what I want in it. And I got into this like this mood for these certain tropes back in November of 2020. And I just could not find anything that gave me what I wanted. And I used to write fan fiction back in high school. And I was like, well, you know what? If if I can't find what I want to read, I'm going to write what I want to read. And, you know, and honestly, that's. It just it just started out as a oh I'll do this for kicks and giggles and see what happens, um, and I did not intend for it to actually turn into a book or go you know publish it and get it out there into the world and whatnot. But but yeah that's that's how it started is it was what I wanted to read at the time and I just couldn't find it anywhere. Well I'm so thankful for that. Yep. <laughs> Thank you yeah. everyone for not writing what Melissa wanted. <laughs> Well, okay. So, so think about this though. Think about it. So fourth wing is probably my, my best comparable because it has romance and it has dragons in there that are like actual beastie dragons. They're not shifter dragons. And can you think of any other book out there that has beastie dragons and is very heavy on romance? Like, can you think of any? Cause I couldn't. Like the the closest that I had was Aragon, which has like zero romance in that. Hey, I feel like that's the only thing you were hey, saying. It was, it was. Uh, Aragon is one of my favorites of all time, all, all time, and I'm so excited because the new one comes out soon. So I'm just gonna. Yes. Have, uh, I'm just gonna have a dragon like <laughs> year is kind of what I'm hoping for because you absolutely you have a new one coming out soonish, right? I do. I do. So, um, yeah, book two is supposed to come out and I think that we'll be able to make this February the 29th. I don't think there's going to be any, um, anything that comes up that I'm not going to be able to publish it on February the 29th, 2024. Um, so it's, it's, it's getting there, but yeah, Murtag's supposed to come out and then Iron Flame's coming out like in a couple days. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about all this, all the dragons. I love dragons and I don't, I'm nothing against shifter dragons it's cool but I just like the whole like relationship like you know not really pet because they're not pets they're equals but like yeah that kind of relationship that does not involve another kind of relationship I like that it's just the bond yes and I I love it yeah it's my favorite 
there's um Robin Hobb actually writes the Rainwild Chronicles, and those are those are like dragons and people, and they kind of have a bond, but there's really not a lot of romance. Um, and then Todd Lockwood has one book out that has dragons as like non-magical beings, really. They're just like creatures. Um, but again, there's just there's not that many books out there that have romance and beastie dragons. And so yeah, I wanted I wanted that, and so I wrote it. And we're so glad to have it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just ready to find out more about all the dragons and and I'm just so excited for everything. Well, um, you so you were kind of disappointed because book one didn't have that many dragons, right? Um, well, I won't say I was super disappointed that book one didn't have more dragons because I wanted to go in for dragons, but I was not disappointed yeah. with the book itself. It was so good. So yeah. I I can't really say that I was disappointed because it was an I initial yeah an initial like second of letdown and then you're like oh wait it's okay the story's <laughs> great and then with the ending just got you like Leaves the door for, open like, for the dragons, dragons. and I'm, yeah and I yeah. want more about God, what is his name well I want to know more about the dragon George and <laughs> what was his name reveal reveal that one I want yeah. to talk about them too yeah so so I will I will say this without spoiling anything for book two um I will say that it is way more dragon heavy so you get you get dragons in the background and in the distance enforcing fate but in following fate book two it's way more dragon heavy there's a lot more interaction that you see with different dragons and things like that so so your uh your appetite for dragons will be satisfied in book two <laughs> um the care any any characters that are in this book, did you have any specific inspiration for them did you give them any like characters or familiar traits or abilities like where did they come from so i want to say that when i when i started forcing fate uh the characters were their own like i i'm a pantser so basically what happens is the characters take my hand and they pull me through the story that said, a writer can only pull from what they have experienced in their own real life and or or what they've read. And so the characters in my books are a reflection of the people around me. Um, but I did not intend to do or to 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 emulate anybody in my real life. Um, I will say there are there are similarities between me and Aviana. Like she sews and I sew. Um, like for one thing, uh, she's also very gullible, and I am very gullible <laughs> at times. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so there's there's a couple like like Rafe, for instance. Um, my husband is a gym rat, and so he's big and bulky like that. And so Rafe's big and bulky. He has a shaven head. Um, he's very on guard and has that like wall up to people that he doesn't know. So you know, there's, there's little similarities in the different characters that if you look in my real life and you look at my friends and my family and things like that, you might correlate some things, but I did not intend to do any of that. Nice. So who are your fate? Who was your favorite to write? So my favorite to write, which actually was a blessing, is Aviana, because I mean, three books are told from her perspective. So she better be my favorite to write. <laughs> 
but yeah, her her growth through through I mean, y'all don't see it because you guys see you only know book one. But throughout the entire trilogy, she has this huge character arc and you just you see the growth. And I wanted to start out, you know, forcing fate. She starts at the very beginning at 16 years old. So she's very naive, very new to the world. She doesn't she doesn't understand a lot of the feelings that she's having and things like that. Um but it's very fun to write her growth through the story and just see her evolve. And I mean, I know clearly we'll see that through the next books, but I mean, even just her growth in yeah. the first book was phenomenal. Yeah. And I love seeing that because you don't always see that. No, you a lot of times have this naive character who just doesn't learn, doesn't change. Yeah. And I'm so glad yeah. I get characters like Aviana who do grow and yeah. learn and benefit from the maybe not so great things that happen to her yeah yeah you get really frustrated if your character that you're reading about is too flat like too mm -hmm. you know it just makes you want to put the book down and i did not have that with this one so that was, yeah. that was appreciated yep <laughs> <laughs> um did you have a least favorite character to write even if it was someone like we don't hate was there anyone he didn't <laughs> so feel a great attachment to so um, I, I don't know if you guys are going to you're going to like me after this one, but uh, it, you would expect somebody like Victor or somebody who's you don't like, like Derek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't okay, come okay, for so, my boo. <laughs> so let me tell you why I didn't like writing Derek. OK. okay. <laughs> so, OK. So I, like I said before, I am a pantser. I'm a discovery writer. I figure out things as I go. Let me tell you that Derek did not start out as a character that he is now. And so it was, I, I only, I only say that he's my least favorite character to have written because I literally had to go back through and rewrite his whole character. Okay. Oh. He's, he's better now for it, but when I wrote the first draft, he was a totally different person, kind of a butthead. You wouldn't have liked him anyway. He's like I said, he's better now. All right. But he was just more work. So yeah, what he's my deal. least favorite. How dare he develop? <laughs> how, how dare he not like where I wrote him first? Yep. And he'd be like, no, that's not me. Change like, it. Excuse yeah. me, ma'am. We're going over here. It happened when I was writing book two because book two was like where where I wanted him, where he wanted to be, the person that he wanted to be. And I'm like, you're not this in book one. Like, what happened? You morphed into somebody else. And so I had to go back and change it. And so, yeah. I didn't have to honestly, do that with anybody else. Honestly, I yeah. I'm sorry that it was more work for you, but I love him for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is not my least favorite character. No. <laughs> Um, oh, that's great. Did you always plan for this to be a series? No, no. I am. Um, <laughs> like, like I said, so like when I told you the story of like how it started, um, I I literally thought this would just be like a hobby. It would be like a one and done um, kind of thing. I didn't I didn't know it would even be a book, let alone two books and then three books <laughs> and just keep multiplying here. Um, yeah. So and and the funny thing is, is forcing fate actually, I mean, it ends on a cliffhanger. So I knew there would be a second book. Um, and at the time when I wrote both books, there was only two people in the world that knew that I were that I was writing, two people that were reading what I was writing. Um, and then in book three, there's 
about about 10 chapters into it, you, you kind of get to a place where the characters are happy. I'm happy where they are. I don't need to finish this. It's fine. And so I... I literally, I didn't intend to publish it for it to even be a book. And my husband's like, you have to finish this. I'm like, nah, nah, the characters are happy where they are. I don't, I don't need to do anything else to it. And so, yeah, it, it started out as literally just trying to scratch that itch as a reader that wanted to read something specific. And this is what it turned into. <laughs> but you're going to finish that book three, right? Right. Oh, it's, it's finished. It's finished. Have no, okay. have no fear. It's, it's already done. <laughs> Sorry, done. <laughs> Can you imagine like in there? Here's, like, your, you know ten, here's nah. your ten chapter. Yeah, I, I, I got through it. I'm glad y'all bought it. But, like I don't, I don't really want to do the rest. <laughs> I would probably cry. No, I, I literally, I, I didn't want to start the publishing journey if I didn't have the three books already done because I know how readers are nowadays and they're very voracious. Like they just, they want to read, read, read. I mean, Hey, I want to read, read, read. And so a lot of people actually won't even start forcing fate or start the, the fate unravel trilogy because it's not com technically complete yet. Um, so I wanted to have them all done before I even started publishing book one. That way they're all ready to go. I just got to get them edited and get them out there. That's awesome. I, I completely yeah. understand that because a lot of times that is me with a series. I, I, it's me. I'm that person. It's not me, but I will <laughs> say that sometimes I would say, especially probably with indie authors in general, if I do have to wait too long, then I'll forget that I wanted to read the rest of the series. Like Fair. I, I yeah. PhD and so I forget. And like with the trad books, especially because like I used to work at Books a Million, I always got like the updates on the books and they were in your face and you got all like the the publishing, you know, promotion. You, stuff, so you couldn't forget. But like if this slips out of my brain, I'm gonna forget. And so I'm, I appreciate the the rapid release that a lot of indie authors do just because of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I know you mentioned earlier that we're hopefully looking forward to book two on, on Leap Day. Um, what yeah. about plans for book three? So book three, I would love to do an April Fool's release. I mean, I think that's just the funniest thing in the world. Like I have so many cheesy marketing things, you know, <laughs> for for April Fool's Day, but it would be it would be a really tight crunch to be able to get it done because I wrote book three over the span of a year and a half. Again, the characters were, they were happy. They didn't want to work with me, okay? I had to force <laughs> them. I had to make life changes. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so because of that, it's, I know book three is, is choppy and it needs a lot more attention in editing. Um, so I'm hoping that me and my editor can hit it really hard and we can have it done for April Fool's. If not, we are looking at a summer solstice of next year, which is June the 20th, which is conveniently hatching day. So we could tentatively play on that as well. Um, and so, yeah, those are the two dates I would love to do April Fool's. I just don't quite know if it's feasible or not. June 20th, I'll just tell Beckett, happy birthday, mommy gets a new book. Yeah. Is that is that one of your little's birthdays? Yeah, it's, it's my, it's Beckett's birthday. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, go to bed. <laughs> your birthday's over. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
love and dragons. You just gotta, sorry, <laughs> take one for the team, kid. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. I'm gonna ask a question mm -hmm. because, like, all of this is like in your head, right? It's like a whole world in your head that you have. And yeah. do you like <laughs> that? Is how it works. Um, Hopefully, like, this world is in your head too. But you know, yeah, yeah. But you but know the not. you know the extra. Shut your mouth. I have aphantasia <laughs> and I can't see things. Oh no! And oh so, my goodness! Yeah, she's at the far end of the scale where she sees like nothing. Oh <laughs> man! So, I feel so bad for joke. you. Yeah, she was making a joke <laughs> that I was I didn't actually see it in my head. Oh no! I do, <laughs> but um, what I was gonna ask is like, do you have like a specific dragon that you like love more than the rest? Like a different like a color or like do you just do, do you feel like you bonded with one of the dragons? Uh, okay, let me let can't me tell us this. <laughs> I'm I'm really I'm really trying here. Okay, so how could I say this without spoiling it? Um. So I would have to say there are perks to every color of dragon. And I'm going to say that earth colored dragons are my favorites. Mm. And it's for a specific reason. Oh, man, I'm trying to be so vague here. Um, it's for a specific reason in book three that this all comes about but yeah i think ones that look like you know that are just very earth toned they're not the big sparkly ones they're not the ones that sparkle like jewels in the sun or anything um yeah those ones are are my favorite <clears throat> for reasons unknown to you <laughs> you know just just randomly I'm so excited for dreams. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, we're kicking ourselves for not baiting this book. Yeah, <laughs> it's dumb. It's a dumb choice. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it's it, it's coming. I mean, it's it's just gonna take time, but it's coming. I have, I I signed up five beta readers for it, and four have already gotten through it. Um, I'm just waiting on that fifth one, but. Oh, like they can like apply changes and they're beta and like the whole thing at once like it book two yes book two they already they already have the second half they are completely done with the entire book two um so it's... So bad. <laughs> february is so close it's not <laughs> it really okay. is okay, I, <laughs> I am so sorry all right i tried i <laughs> I found my editor through another author. And so that other author had dibs on the, like the November, December slot. So my editor really tried to work with me and she got 17 chapters edited before she had to take the other slot. And then I'm just kind of sandwiched in here. So she can't pick following fate back up until she's done with the other author's book. So, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm doing everything I can here. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobody's mad at you. We're mad at ourselves. <laughs> it's fine. Just be glad it's not in here, Megan. You know, we're trying to be responsible people, and then, like, we shouldn't have. No, gone. this is the one time we should have should, not yeah, been responsible. It's cool. Everything's fine. Now we're never going to be responsible again, just in case. <laughs> right. Sign up for all the ARCs, all the betas. Listen, yeah. we already have a, a pretty huge problem. Wait. Um, in that department. <laughs> very, very huge. Very, very huge. But it's a good problem to have. Is it? Uh, anyway. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah um okay so 
while we have you here. I know you have a mm-hmm. video on this that you did maybe specifically for someone named Megan and Brittany. Um, but <laughs> not me over here saying Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Could you give us a quick <laughs> just breathe me a quick um pronunciation of um the characters <laughs> okay okay well let me let me preface this and put a disclaimer out there because uh rebecca yaros is getting a lot of heat right now because she didn't pronounce some names right um that are gallic names oh. and like I don't know if you guys have seen that video but it's like people are hating on her and stuff like that and I'm like they're Gallic names like they're so hard to pronounce um so so let it be known that readers can say the names however the heck they want to say the names and I'm completely okay with that um and I will I will if you want to say Rachel, you say Rachel. I'm okay with that. I'll make you a sticker and say Rachel on there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but but I, I will I will also say this that the first time that somebody came up to me, one of my alpha readers came up to me and were like, Hey, how do you say this character's name? I said it to them and I said it the wrong way. Because I'm so used to writing the word and not saying the word that my pronunciation was off. So sometimes you'll hear me say Aviana. Sometimes you'll hear me say Aviana. Like, it just depends on how my mouth wants to work that day. Um, but yeah, so so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's Aviana and Rafe. Like, we have those two. Um, then we have the Dragon Lord, which is Reveal. Um, we have the healer, Rochelle not Rachel. <laughs> and uh the the dragon the dragon lord's dragon the great red beast his name is George because I didn't have a better name for him at the time so he's fearsome George um yeah <laughs> and then there's Derek and let's see there's Neem and Eleanor those are the two masters there um trying to think of other names here wilhelm wilhelm yes why did wilhelm. you like breathe oh, that at her the only way i can say it <laughs> i have to like hawk like, Wil- say it. Yeah, it's just wilhelm no i can't do it without the wilhelm <laughs> just call him will and then who are our tenant who is, okay so oh my goodness okay no pressure here. we have for the tenon, so there's nine of them, including Aviana. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up my fingers here. We have Korzak and Jamlin. We have Collins. We have Blaine. We have Dane. We have Zephyr. We have Garion and Tegan. Oh no, I'm missing one. Who am I missing? Isn't there another? Like, yeah, I was saying, another Zeph sounding one. <laughs> yeah. Then there's Zance. All right. So yeah, Ooh. pass the pop quiz. And not you my over here calling Jamlin Raspberry. <laughs> I did not call him Raspberry. I call him like Rasputin. You, Rasputin you did call him Rasputin. Okay. It's fine. Whatever. I was dying when I was listening to that episode. <laughs> I was like, well, like Raspberry Jam, I guess. <laughs> Raz. Okay, so I just had like a wonderment while we were, well, not we, I wasn't doing anything. While you were telling us these things. Yeah. And the book is about dragons yes dragons fly Mm -hmm. 
and her name sounds like an airplane. Is that Aviary, Aviana, was Avian Birds? Was it on purpose? <laughs> dude, dude, I'm over here saying the word Aviana in my mind, thinking, does it make a vroom vroom sound? A <laughs> vroom. <laughs> No, like in the air, like, you know, flight avionics. You're hitting on the root words here. Yeah. No, that was, that was not intentional. I will say that in book two, there is a name that is very intentional and it, 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 oh man, I can't say it. Um, It's, it's very intentional and it is the main character in the story, but most of the names Honestly, I go through a baby name book and I'm like, oh yeah, I like that one. Ooh, that one looks nice too. Or I'll start typing a name and be like, oh, I need a name that starts with an S. I haven't used an S name in a really long time. So I'll just start hitting S and all the other letters and see what comes out. So no, it, it was not intentional. Did your husband freak out when he saw you reading your baby name book the other day? No, he did not. I expected him to, but he just he just took the weirdness in stride. <laughs> they get used to it after a while. It's fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask one more question. Can you tell me where the button scene came from? The the button scene. The, the tooth buttons. In, yeah, the tooth buttons in the hotel. And him eating the mama's Oh my muffins. god, can I just, yeah, what, well, I don't know that we, this is like, I don't guess it's like spoiling it's anything not, important. No. But like, let me just tell you that when he ate mama's bread without, okay, that sounded weird. When he ate <coughs> Aviana's mother's cooking oh, without yeah. like any questions, I was like, oh my heart. He trusts her. He knows they're not poisoned. It was, it was fashionate in a way that like. He knows that mom's not going to poison her kid, so he could know it was safe. Yeah, that's not nearly as cute. I like it. The I other mean, way. it's not. The other way's better. But but then in the room, listen. Um, yeah, it, even though there were not like explicit spice, spice, like they gave me like flutters more than yes. some like straight up spice scenes. That like do. tension build up that you're like, yeah, oh, it was just, it yeah. was better. That is, that is like one of the things that I really like about slow burns is like all those little touches, all those little mm -hmm. looks, all the things add up and they give you the flutters and they give you the excitement and whatnot. So yeah, I, it, it does get steamy. My grandmother, even in fact, she read it and she said, oh, you have some racy parts in there. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, there, there is, there is steam. I'm not going to say that there's not steam in there, but. So, but where did the button scene come from? Because we know you like to sew and, and stuff. So, like, is it? No, no, it really, it, it was just, it was just, again, one of those moments where the characters took my hand and I am like a journalist following behind them and I'm writing what they do. So, um, no, there really wasn't anything to pull from there. But, but yeah, I, I do love that scene now. It's a good one. Do you ever feel like a voyeur to your characters? <laughs> well, she does now. <laughs> No, no, I don't. I don't because I get into it. I get it's like it's like watching a movie. It's you know, you're it's like you're there. My husband, on the other hand, sometimes thinks that I'm a creeper because of the things that I write. He's like, I this is really uncomfortable. Like <laughs> especially because like there's so many similarities now that he's pointed them out between Aviana and Rafe and me and him. He's like, um, this is this is going out to the masses. Are you sure? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and if if he ever comes to with me to a book signing, I'm gonna have to like 
keep him behind like chairs and like behind locked doors or something because he he legit he looks like Rafe like he's he's a big buff guy and he's got a shaven head and people are going to be like oh I see where you pulled your inspiration from it's like yeah it's my husband <laughs> that that's a question I have too the sh what are they called the bad guys the real bad guys the shadow. the shadow yeah oh that was yeah uh anyways do we learn more about them in book two? In book two, you learn a little bit more about them. Um, it's not the focal point of book two. It's the focal point of book three. So you learn a lot about them and you you really you really get in their faces in book three. But book two is more um, um it's Training. more dragon focused. Training. Let's just say it that way. I oh, I cannot wait for you guys to read book two. There's we, so many we can't either. <laughs> We can't either, you know. It's okay. I, it's I the have holidays, um, so that's gonna go by really quickly, and then it'll be February. I have the weekend free. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you hit up Walmart and find Iron Flame. It went there. I went today. You can check. Oh. It's fine. I'll wait till Tuesday if I can have something. Um, okay. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I searched. I searched up all the WalMarts in my area and was like, "Do you do you have it on the shelf? Do you have it on the shelf? You you you? I'm about to call my friend that works at a Walmart and be like, "Hey, can you smuggle one out for me?" Like. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Yeah. The back room of Books a Million and be like, oh, I'm just here. <laughs> so we know that this book came about because you wrote something you wanted to read. So what yes. kind of books and genres and authors, whatever, I'll, tell us about you as a reader. So like I said, I'm I'm a mood reader and it it really depends on what I want to read. Mainly, though, I read romantic fantasy um, or fantasy romance, however you want to peg it. I know there's differences there. Um, but I I like romance. So I want the swooning. I want the angst. I want the tension. But I also like dragons and magic and things like that. So I really want to see those two things combined. Um, I do, and I have always read epic fantasy so like Ari Salvatore and Brandon Sanderson um I've always read those authors and they've been near and dear to my heart but like one of my favorite like romanticy authors is Grace Draven I don't know if you guys have if you guys have read Radiance but oh my goodness it's so good um if you haven't you should add that to your TBR but <laughs> I think it's but, part yeah. of my TBR but I haven't read it yeah Oh, it's, it's, it's really good, but it's, it's very much romance in a fantasy setting. So, um, like, and I'll, I'll read, I'll read like paranormal or like urban romances too. So like Alona Andrews is another one that does urban romances. So I, I, I see, have you heard of that? Have you heard of Alona Andrews before? I adore the Kate Daniel series so much. I haven't, yeah. I haven't read the Innkeeper or the Emerald Ruby, whatever the color one is. But yeah. the Kate Daniels series is one of my all-time favorite. And I just, like, finished listening to the audiobook of her new spinoff of that with the same character. Yeah. So, yeah. Love her. So I, I will say that the Innkeeper Chronicles are, like, if, if, if there is one book, book that I can recommend until the day I die, it will be the Innkeeper Chronicles by Alone Andrews. Um, it's such a fresh take on fantasy and especially urban fantasy. Um, and it's got some romance thrown in there and whatnot. Um, I I have started reading some grimdark. I've I've read a couple in the past, um, but I like the like the dark and gritty 
um, aspects of grimdark fantasy. And I, I like how it's not always so pretty. Like, I feel like that's something that people try to like, they try to flower up fantasy and make it, oh yeah, it's a nice world. It's all rainbows and sunshine. No, no. If if you really have these things in a fantasy world, it's going to be just like our world. We're going to have terrible things happen and to nice people, you know? Um, so yeah. And then there's like, there's a couple indie authors that I, I really love their work. There's Sarah Emmer who wrote Nyrell, which is like a, a healer romantic Um, and then there's, well, Grace Draven's actually an indie author too. So I'm trying to like, I'm not ignoring um, like traditionally published authors. Like, I mean, Rebecca Yaros, I'm getting the Iron Flame and I'll probably devour it in one day. So I'm not ignoring traditionally published authors. I'm just trying to kind of to open the door to indie authors as well and, you know, give them more of a chance because unfortunately publishing independent independently there's there's no gatekeeping which is a good thing and it's also a bad thing because on one hand anybody can publish a book i can go out there and i can publish a book but that means that anybody can go out there and publish any book no matter how bad it is and so indie publishing has got such a bad rap because you don't have to technically you don't have to get it edited you don't have to get nice cover art you don't have to make sure that your plot actually makes sense you know and and so I'm trying to give indie authors more of a chance. Um, but yeah, romanticy. That's my vibe. Mine too. Don't worry. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's me. And I mean, that's one thing that we kind of not, I won't say it's why we necessarily started the podcast, but it's something we're trying to do with the podcast. Cause I mean, clearly we're, I'm literally taking off work the seventh you so decided. that I can read it. You're like, I decided so that I, I can just do nothing but read. Iron okay. Flame. So I mean, like, yeah, we're, I'm going to hop on the big popular trains too. But in yeah. doing that, to draw in an audience, we also love having this platform to Cheers. get indie authors out there because it's hard <laughs> out there for y'all. Yeah. And people miss out on a lot it, of really good books mm -hmm. because they don't hear about them in the same way that they, they do with uh, trad books. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. kind of our whole goal is just to help you guys... Yeah. I, I I will say as readers, like even myself included, um, if you come across like an indie book and like it's not the greatest thing in the world, like say there's like plot holes in it or it needs more work editing or something like that, like don't be afraid to leave a review about it, though, because that's how other readers like they learn about books and they learn, okay, what book am I going to like? What book am I not going to like? Me personally, I don't mind one and two star reviews because those help readers know whether or not they're going to enjoy my book or not. And so I think even, you know, even reading a lot of indie books, like never be afraid to rate them and, and don't try to be nice when you rate them, rate them as you would any other book. Um, because again, that's, that's how readers find out whether or not it's something they would enjoy or not. Yep. Agreed. I semi agree. Well, I can't do the mean thing, so I just don't <laughs> review at that point. I just can't do it. I if it's less than three stars, I cannot do it physically. I will I would... try to contact them, and because I mean, not everyone is as receptive. Yes. Yeah. To that. And if they absolutely don't want that, then cool. I've let them know. I've said my piece. I will not blast. Not that I would blast it, but I will not like, yeah. publish that but yeah i don't want to be disingenuous to people following us either yes. 
I, I will say it's it's a little bit different. Um, so stepping from a reader into being an author now, it's different because I have a different dynamic with them. It's kind of it's kind of a low blow if I just go and rate their book, you know, like one star and be like, oh, this was terrible. Like I'm I'm not just a reader anymore. Um, but I I will say that I mean, there's a lot of people that don't want to post a review, especially if it's a bad review. They don't want to go out there and, and say the mean things, but they'll still go ahead and they'll rate it like one or two stars. But yeah, that's that's the only gatekeeping that we have in indie publishing. That's the only way that we can tell whether or not a book is good or whether or not, you know, it's just, they were able to publish it, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been times that <laughs> Brittany and I have looked at reviews and we're like, did we read the same book as them? Like, this is <laughs> even not... on some, some big books. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that even happens in traditional publishing as mm -hmm. well. Is that like, you'll read a book and be like, wait, did, did we read the same thing? I mean, did you skim the whole thing? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I mean, different strengths for different folks. I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sometimes you got to go and you got to check out those one star reviews and find out why somebody didn't like a book. And sometimes it's it's a reason that you would like a book. If if somebody if somebody rates a rates a book like one stars and like, oh, the guy's too old for the girl. Well, I want to know how old he is because I like age gaps. All right. So so tell me more. You know, if he's if he's a, a grumpy butt and she's like a ray of sunshine. Well, yeah, I'm going to want to read it. Like, let mm -hmm. me read more about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that really gets me and really gets, I, I think it's a big deal for indie authors, especially the dark romance authors, yeah. is when people write reviews before they check the trigger warnings of the book. Yeah, like that's your fault. Yeah, yeah you, you could have known, like don't do this. And so I feel like that is unfair. A website they have for a full list yeah. of trigger warnings mm -hmm. go to. Yeah. yeah, lots of people do that too yeah so yeah i'm all for giving honest reviews but they have to be honest for the right reasons and not because you were dumb <laughs> yeah and i also <laughs> don't like when people will leave like a one or two star review and it's just the rating i'm like no that's no no i want to you want to tell me <laughs> that's like those things at work where if you just hit three on like a survey you don't have to say anything but yeah. if you go above or below you've got to write a reasoning <laughs> so yeah yeah okay so we are talking about forcing fate and following fate is that the next one mm -hmm. yes yeah okay but since we're here with you what other works in progress might you have so so yeah i've got i currently have a work in progress um that's very fun and I'm picking out different sayings and I'm posting them on my Instagram and on my Facebook um but yeah it's I'm hoping to keep this it's it's a it's a fantasy romance so that's like that's genre specific is that it is a romance in a fantasy world so I'm hoping to keep it less than 90,000 words um Forcing Fate is a chonker, so is Following Fate and the third book, but I'm hoping to keep this one less than 90,000 words. Um, I've already got over 8,000 words of it done, but it's it's solely focused on the romance itself, and there's no epic overarching plot, no invading army, no nothing like that that's happening. 
But yeah, it's I'm, I'm very excited about it. It is an age gap romance. And the tagline that I'm using is daddy gets the girl, which is 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 great. It's got some people asking questions, including my husband asking questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, so I'm I'm very excited about it. There's not a whole lot that I can tell um, because, again, I'm a pantser, so I have an idea in mind, but already things have changed as I'm writing it. So, yeah, but I also I also do have um, a standalone as well that is already complete. Um, it is I have a working title of The Petulant Princess, um, but it is another fantasy romance. It is like I said, it's already complete. I just have to go through the editing process with it and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's it's an age gap. It's a bodyguard romance, um, which I think could be fun. It is I'm here for the <laughs> it is it is Lost Princess. Um, I'm here I'm for trying that. to think of some other. <laughs> so it's yeah, that one's that one's a fun one. But that and honestly, one of my alpha readers who has read all my stuff as I've been writing it, she is dying for the Petulant Princess to get out. So I've got to get the trilogy out. Then I get my other book out, and then I'm gonna hopefully get this work in progress out I, I have I have a backlist of books so that's a good problem yeah, to is. have though yeah. <laughs> yes um, I'm so excited yeah that, that's I'm me too <laughs> because I need to add things to my TBR but right, to be honest, my, oh, right. My focus is gonna always be dragons so that's what I'm like but all the rest sound really good um so I I will tell you that the Petulant Princess does not have any dragons in it, but the work in progress that I have right now um, does have dragons in it. So there's that. There's that. Dragons are my thing. Always dragons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as a writer, I know you mentioned that you, you know, wrote fan fiction and stuff like that. But like now that you're publishing and and all that, who's been your biggest like supporter? my fans they're my biggest supporters um so I will say I will say in real life I have I have two friends that I would have never started this publishing journey I would have never started this writing journey without them um Forcing Fate has the dedication to Jessie um and she was the very first one who way back in November of 2020 she was like you should write you should write and I'm like no I haven't written in like 10 years like there's no way I I'm, I'm not gonna write this she eventually convinced me and then I wrote book one and then book two came along and I was like I can't do this and another friend who started alpha reading for me, she was like, she's like, no, you you can't leave me here. You can't do this to me. Like, you got to give me more. And then we got to the about 10 chapters in to book three. And uh, I stopped because my characters were happy. And honestly, um, my friends had other things going on with their lives. So they weren't they weren't really reading it. But my husband was like, you have to finish this. And I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. What am I going to do with it anyway? Like, I never intended to publish. I'm like, what am I going to do with this story? I'm going to like print it out, put it in a binder and give it to my kids. Like, wh what am I going to do with it? Um, And so it, it took him a really long time to convince me to like finish publish or finish writing and then actually publish. He was like, my my two friends are very 
like they, they read a lot and they read a lot of romanticy and they said my book was good. And so I was like, okay, well, it's not bad, but it's not good enough to publish. Like, I don't think. And, um, and so between, between them and especially my husband, uh, they, they convinced me to go ahead and start the publishing process. Now, independent publishing is not an easy task. It is very overwhelming. There's so much to learn. There's so many different like data and lingo and all the all this stuff that you have to process you have to format your book you have to find an editor like it's not cheap it's not easy um but i had an author who went right before me so she published i think it was back in january of this year she published her debut which is sarah emmer um and she's basically held my hand through this whole entire process and no matter what it was, no matter if it was like, how do I format? I don't know. I don't know how to make my book look like a book, like versus a word document. Um, she helped me with that. It was like, like literally she put me into contact with my editor that I had. Um, but so she is, she has really held my hand through this whole entire process. And I owe so much to her. Um, if I hadn't found her, if I, and I found her by arc reading a book for her, I, I arc read Nairo and I was like, this is so cool. And I'm like, I want to do this one day. And she was like, let me hold your hand and show you how. <laughs> and um, so, so yeah, I, I owe a lot to my friends and my husband and, and Sarah Emmer, especially. Well, and I love how on your Facebook posts, you're disseminating like all the information that you're learning through this process to other yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was that and, was really nice to see. And and don't get me wrong, a, a lot of people a lot of people don't share this information because it's it's hard to get it out in numbers. Um so everybody's story is going to be a little bit different and so I think that because there's so much information and because everybody's story is a little bit different, that that's why people don't share their stories, like in the nitty gritty of it, you know. Right. Yeah. But yeah, if if I can if I can help other indie authors out there, I will I will do my very best to help them because I would have not I I, I wouldn't have been where I am now if I hadn't have had somebody to hold my hand and ask all my questions to at two o'clock in the morning. Like I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. I have a question. You have your second book coming out and then you'll have your third. And I know you use beta readers for kind of all of them, but yes. do you, how do, how do you decide if you need arc readers? Cause now you have a series, you kind of have a fan base. Do you do arc readers for the second book or do you just wait and see how it does? Like what's the plan? So the, the, there's there's a slight difference between beta readers and arc readers. Beta readers are there to, you know, they're there to go over the story and make sure there's no plot holes, make sure there's no plot armor, you know, make sure that it all makes cohesive sense and things like that. Um, arc readers are there for reviews. So it's very important to get those reviews out. And again, out of the 166 that I had or something like that for Forcing Fate, I only have like 46 reviews on Goodreads and I only have like 32 on Amazon. So there's not a very good translation rate between how many you sign up and how many you actually get to review, um, which I mean, I'm not complaining about. It's just par for the course. Um, so with book two, I am going to do my very best to sign up ARC readers and I'll sign up as many as I can for book two. I, I really want and every every author really wants those reviews as soon as your book goes live because that helps the algorithm and things like that. Um, so yeah, I will be signing up as many beta readers as I can for following fate. Or sorry, arc readers. 
yeah, we see the root of why Megan asked this question. <laughs> right, right. She's like, okay, when are you signing? When are you having the signups? You know. <laughs> Don't worry, I will still buy the hard physical copy of it when I'm done. But you know what, though, reviews feed authors. So we we want people to buy our book. We want people to buy our ebook and read it on Kindle Unlimited and buy the paperback and all that. But there, every single review that I see that pops up, it just, it makes me so happy that someone read my book and they wanted to leave a review and say a few words about it. Like that just, that just makes me so happy. So like, yes, I, again, want people to buy my book, but if you don't, if you just read it, that's the reason why I wrote it. I wrote it so people would read it. I need shelf trophies of my faves. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Book yeah. dragon. I, I, um, I, I actually have like a mini bookshelf um that um i got on etsy from a different indie author and i get mini books made to put in there and so i'm oh. pretty sure i have a forcing fate one already on there that's awesome i've seen i've seen people do it on instagram and stuff like that like their little tiny bookshelves and and whatnot yeah then you say you're gonna make that like your podcast my podcast <laughs> chef was like the ones we do on what happens so um I need to learn how to do it myself, though, you know, because I have a problem, but still, it's fine. It's it's not that hard. So I've made a couple of like little mini like forcing fate uh, copies for earrings and for like little keychains and stuff like that, um, which I'm hoping to put in the merch store soon. But <clears throat> it's it's really not that hard. I, I designed mine on Silhouette Cameo and then I used a piece of like foam board in the middle of it. I mean, it's it's not the best thing ever, but it works it's cute yeah. i have definitely seen like the videos um i so the ones i get are made on a 3d printer um oh yeah and so like they they print the like book part yeah and i just i'm trying to convince myself that i don't but do need a 3d well you printer. know like when you texted me the other day like Brittany, tell me i don't need a 3d printer you know i just like let the crickets yeah, chirp I be able to just do it you know for everything that I want. <laughs> you get that. I'll get the Glowforge. <laughs> right. We'll just Oh man, my husband wants a Glowforge. Those They're things so are cool. so cool. I, didn't, I was gonna say, but my wallet does not want me to have one. No, no. <laughs> I I was actually I, I so I signed up for a book signing in uh February and I like, I, I'm like, oh, well, I can, I can do all these things for like the table spread and I can make all these things. And I'm really trying to pull on the hobbies that I already have because I've got too many hobbies and I bought a mold that's for resin. And I'm like, I don't need to get into resin art, but it's so it cool. It seems so fun. Like do I have you... a whole Amazon like list of resin things. Okay. Listen, so if you get into resin, what I feel like I need is for you to learn how to do those tumblers, you know, that you get the tumblers and then they have like the cool design on the inside and then they're resin on the outside and you do it. But how cool would yeah. it be to have like a dragon, you know, and, and, you know, just hit the hint. <laughs> you will have people to buy said merch. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All, all the merch in my store is like literally handmade by me. And I'm going to be completely transparent here. I've probably made about 25% as much on stickers as I have selling Forcing Fate, like with just the sticker purchases. And because the royalty margin is a lot smaller on a paperback versus a pack of four stickers. Um, so I am here for the merch. I will make all kinds of stuff for you guys. <laughs> We're, we're here for it too. So I love fun. the stickers. They're so great. 
Okay, so um, back on track. Sorry. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and 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 um, re reiterate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's okay. I stumble over my words, and I'm like, I'm a writer. Yeah. words are hard words are hard so forcing fate <laughs> is out now you can get your copy on amazon and on and her personal yeah we will page. link your storefront <laughs> in the show notes so listeners we will have all that information linked for you to click on and go directly to all the things we've talked about yes and then following fate is set to come out what day's leave year? the 29th february 29th yeah Yep. Nope. I think that was it. I had so much fun talking to you guys. It was great. We did, we did too. too. We didn't mean, we didn't mention the horse. We didn't mention Thunderbolt. Oh my God. How could I forget oh. my favorite thing in the whole entire world? Oh. I'm obsessed and I'm trying to convince my husband that we need to like go find one. <laughs> there were like five grand. It's fine. It's fine. That's, that's not as bad as I assumed. We, we live in the South in like country land. It's fine. We can have a little... I have plenty of room for him. Yeah, I will come love him. For him, them. He needs you a friend. What? You have two. Two, yeah. Well, you know what? They're endangered. So you should just buy a boy and a girl and just have little babies. And then, you know. I'm doing it for the good of the world. Yes, you're doing Mother Earth a yeah. favor. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I am Sold. a conservationist now. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, they're just the best. And I love them. And I didn't know that my life was incomplete until I saw them. Honestly, I'm just going to go ahead and promise our listeners that we'll do some kind of reel that has a picture of the real life looking ones in it. hundred okay? percent. It'll be there. Cause you yes. guys, how cute these things are. Yeah. Words doesn't. <laughs> no, it's, it's a bunny rabbit donkey with long, beautiful. It, it is. It is a bunny rabbit donkey. It's adorable. <laughs> it's, so cute. it's everything. Um, okay. Yeah. So yes, we have had the best time having you here. Yes. <laughs> And it's been great it's been so fun we're so ready to see what else you put out into the world yeah be prepared for i can't wait to know, can't... continue stalking your life on social media in such a non-creepy way that she did not make it sound like eh. <laughs> Feel free. Okay, it's so... okay i don't mind stalkers so okay well we have had a great time again yes my, thank I think you my questions so much. are out now like my brain is i think <laughs> But yeah, thank great. you so much for agreeing to come on and talk with us. I know we're kind of weird. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's so much fun. It's like you. It's like we've been friends our whole entire lives, and we're just catching up. It's great. I love it. It really does feel like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Have a great night. You, you too. too. Bye. Bye. Uh, We just want you guys to become our bookish friends. I don't know. I feel like that was pretty weird.